There are seven simple steps that you can follow to guarantee financial freedom, and that is what we'll be going through today. Hi, my name is James Corsi, and thank you for joining us, and welcome to the Money Paradox podcast. So that's why let's jump in and go through the seven steps to financial freedom. Well, to make this super memorable, if you're hearing this and you've got a pen, you can write this down or you want to make some notes, well, just remember this word, the word paradox. And this word paradox comes from the name of the business, the money paradox. If you don't know what that is, go check out my other videos, go check out my website, themoneyparadox.net and check out what that is. But today, what we're going to do is we're going to cover off these seven simple steps and it's all going to sit within this word paradox to make it super easy to remember. So you're thinking, what's that next step? You can be like, right, it's this. So paradox has seven letters in it. So the first letter, P, position. What is your current financial position? This is super important because it's all about understanding where are you right now? How on earth can you go and get what you ultimately want? Financial freedom, financial success, hell, life in any area of your life if you don't know where you currently are. It's like having a map, knowing where the gold is, but not knowing where you currently are in which to move towards it. What happens for a lot of people, I'd say most people, is that we wander around, we walk around hoping that we're going to fall over that treasure, hope that we're going to fall over what it is that's important for us. So number one, let's get clear on where we are on the map, where we are right now. And I'm going to go through, we haven't got very long, so I'm going to go through a couple of things to give you an indicator of, of, of how we can get clear on that. Number one, what is your net wealth position? Now that's just a fancy way of saying how much money do you have? If you, if you add up all the things that you have that are worth money, and then you take off all of the things that you owe, then that leaves you with your net wealth position. So if you've got savings in the bank, you can add that up. If you've got some investments, and there's a value to that, you can add that up. Maybe you've got a house, a value to that. You can add that up. Anything that's of substantial value, you can add all that up together. That's all of what we call your assets. Fancy word all these finance people use, but it really just means is all of the things that has a significant value in your life. Now be careful. Avoid adding anything within that that, was, that is classed as what we call a liability. And a liability is just something that you own that's costing you money. So for example, a car. That car might be worth a lot of money. But if you're having to spend fuel, maintenance, MOT, all of these things to keep that going, well, you could see that as maybe a cost, a debt, a liability, something that is dragging you down. That's okay, I'm not saying you need to go sell your car, but you can't necessarily see that as an asset. So add all the things that you have that are worth money, add it all together, maybe just money in the bank, investments and so on, and then take off anything you owe, credit cards, loans, debts to family or friends, and then you've got a number, and that number is your net wealth position. It's like, in very crude terms, financially, how much you are worth, how much you have. If you die tomorrow, who, how much money, if you sold everything, would your next of kin 
get. That's the number. So it's super important to really understand what that number is, because once we know it, then we know where we're moving from. Okay, now there's a lot more I could go into that, but the key thing there is get clear on what that number is. The second thing is we want to know what's got us here. What are our family like with money? What are our friends like with money? Because this is the backbone of what has formed our own views. Okay, so think about what your family are like with money, your close friends. Is your mum good with money? Is she bad with money? Does she talk about it? Does she not? Same with your father. Think about all these aspects of them and then think, how has that affected me? Has it affected me for the good, for the bad? Have I taken it on? Have I rebelled against it and been done something different? And from that, we then have start to understand our archetype, the characteristics from a money point of view of how we are right now. Because from that, then we can start to make decisions on how we move forward. But super important is what are we right now? What is our position right now in terms of our thinking around money? Another key bit is what are the key good and bad things that have happened in the past with money? Okay, have you run into lots of good things and not many bad things or vice versa? Are they easy to remember or difficult to remember? All of this information starts to help us get an idea of the, our history and where we are right now and what, whether we're generally doing well in this area or not so well. From that, it gives us the starting point to move forward, okay? Make sense? Great. So the second area I want to talk through is ambition, okay? So we've got a paradox, the second letter A for ambition. What is your ambition in life? And what is your ambition around money? How much money do you want? By when? In what respect? What's it for? Have you really thought about these questions or do you just think, I just want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. I want to be financially free. I want to be a millionaire. Well, is it one million? Is it five million? Do you even know why you need that number? Start to unpick what is it specifically that you want in this area. And then think, what do I want from life more generally? Now, I speak to some people and they're like, yeah, I know exactly what I want. I want this, 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 and this, and this. Others, they have no idea. They didn't even think this was something that was important. I can assure you this is super important. In fact, it is probably the most important thing. What do you want from life? Because if you don't know that, how do you know in which direction to move? How do you know what is the end point? So it's really important for humans to have meaning, to have purpose, to know in which direction to move, right? Now, once you know what it is you want from life, and you know what it is from the subject of money, then we need to look at, do they align? Do they connect? Do they resonate with each other? Because if they don't, then the reality is you're not going to achieve either of them. They're gonna pull you in different directions. Money's pulling you this way, and life, your life goals are pulling you this way. One of them's not gonna happen, or they will sabotage each other. Now, in reality, what we tend to pursue is what we want in life, more generally. And the money goals tend to leave by the waste side. So if these are not aligned, you need to change one or the other to make them aligned. Because then if you think about it, if 
what it is you want from life more generally if the money goals directly relate to that, the amount of money that you're looking to work towards. That's what you need to get what you want from life. If that's the case, you're naturally gonna be drawn, you're gonna be pulled to achieving those financial goals because you know you want those life goals, okay? So that is the main piece to focus on in that area. The third step is rules, R for rules. What are the rules we need to follow to get what it is we want? We know where we are right now, we know where we wanna get to. What rules do we need to follow in order to get there? So, there's a huge amount we could cover off in this area, but I wanna leave you with one key piece of information, that is almost like the formula for financial freedom. The, the, when you really drill it down, what is it that you need to do to get financial success from a rule-based system, from a do this, then this, then that, then that? Really in a nutshell, what is it? Okay, number one, spend less than you earn, okay? So it doesn't matter how much you earn, always make sure that what you're spending is less than what you earn. It sounds so obvious and so simple, but so many people fall foul of this. So many people build up debt simply by this reality. Now, I don't care how much you're earning, you, it is always possible to spend less than you earn. It may feel difficult at first, it may be inconvenient at first, but if you make those changes as a hard change, as a non-negotiable, you will adjust and life goes on, okay? So make sure you're spending less than you earn because by doing that, you allow yourself to be able to save the difference. And with that money, you're able to, number two, invest it, okay? Because if you're not investing that money, that money is not being put to use. The reality is if you just save that money, it's very low returns, much lower at the moment, it's even lower than inflation, okay? So if you really wanna be financially free, you need to put that money to good use. You need to invest it. This is an area you're not comfortable in. I encourage you to go out and learn about it. Be curious, be able to, be, to, to, to do well in this level and be confident in it to be able to invest. Third step, reinvest. This means when you're making money from your investments, don't spend it. Keep it within the investment or, or reinvest it into something else. Make sure it's staying within the financial freedom fund. The Once it goes in to save up for what it is that you ultimately want, that pot of money to be financially free from, and you're investing in it, make sure the money you're making is being reinvested, it stays within it, because then it can grow. And not only grow, it can grow at an increased rate, like, like a curve going like this. And that brings on to the fourth rule, compound, compounding. Compounding simply means this curve like that. And when you reinvest your money, the return you're making starts to increase, because the money you've left in is also getting a return to the point where the numbers start to get crazy, okay? Now, this is a hard concept to get your head around, but it is really simple in practice. The secret is just keep the money in. When you're making money from the money, keep it in, reinvest it, and it compounds and becomes even bigger. 
Next step is to then get to your financial freedom number. And this is effectively the number you need to get to which equates to financial freedom, right? Now I'll go through this in further videos, but in the simplest way, just think, how much money do I need to collect, to build up, to become financially free? That's your financial freedom number. So check out my other videos, check out my website, or just go away and do your own calculation. How much do you feel you need to become financially free? I think you'll be surprised by how little it is. It's a lot less than people often think. Right? So get to that number, work up to that number. And then once you've got that number, you then convert that number, this is the last step, convert that number to passive income. And at that point, what you've done is you've taken that pot of money and you've converted it into a way of being able to receive the money passively, i.e. you don't have to work, you don't have to spend huge amounts of effort to do this, get this money, and then you can live off that money. And at that point, you are then financially free, right? You're at the point where you don't need to work. You can work. In fact, most people end up working in that situation. I'd say, that's why you see all these very wealthy people and they're still working in their 70s, 80s, usually because when you're financially free, the work you're doing, you're doing it because it's meaningful for you. It gives purpose to you, it gives huge value to your life. And so you don't wanna stop working because you've chosen to do that work. So what you'll see is people who are financially free work to much longer ages than people who are not financially free. Seems crazy, doesn't it, right? But if you think about it, it makes sense. Right, so that is, in a nutshell, really in its simplest form, the formula for financial freedom. And in further videos, I'll go into this in a lot more detail, but I wanna give you that overview. So next step, the fourth step, is A, analyze. So in paradox, A, analyze. Analyze your current spending and income. So what have we done? We've understood first where we are. We then understand where we wanna to get to. Then we've got the rules in which to get there. The analysis section is all about understanding our situation becoming super curious, super investigatory about what's going on for us, how much we're spending, how much we're earning, in what way, all the details around it, because with all this, this is fuel. This is fuel for our overall plan, our overall success. The more information we have, the more we can do with it. So with that information, we can then upgrade, we can improve our plan, right? So if you've got your if you've got your plan in which to become financially free, what you then do is, you then think, well, how can I improve it? But for us to do that, we need to know more about our situation. So, as an example, if you're looking at how you're spending, look at all the different areas you're spending, and then think, well, what am I spending? How much am I spending? How much value am I getting from those areas? Some things you'll be spending a lot of money on and you're not getting much value. You might be getting some value, but not very much. Other areas, you'll be getting huge amounts of value and you're spending very little or maybe even nothing. So if you think about it from a different perspective, you can get the same or more value from less spending. And the way you do that is by you see the areas where you're getting a lot of value and you're not spending much and you do more of that. 
and the things where you're getting very little value, you do less of or you stop. Okay. Now it's it's obvious that not everything gives us the same amount of value relative to money. But subconsciously, we, we often forget this. When we're feeling down, we want to feel better, we just spend money. Because we know when we spend money, we get value. But the key is how much value. Often we spend money, maybe even a lot of money, and the value you get, the enjoyment, the utility we get, is very low. So be aware of that. It's one of the most important things to be aware of to limit how much we spend. Because the less we spend, the much easier it is to become financially free and the much cheaper it is to become financially free. Financial freedom isn't just about getting a huge amount of money. It's, all ab it's also about discipline. It's also about knowing really how much we need to spend to have a great life, the life we really okay. want. Another area to think about is from your earning point of view. Now, you might be listening to this with your one stream of income from an employment job, you know, you're an employee at a company, or you might be sitting here thinking you've got five streams of income and you're a business owner and you do multiple different things. Don't know what your situation is right now. But the more you can understand how much you're earning, how, what your value is, what your opportunities are, could you promote, could you move to another industry, get more money, could you start up another stream of income, the more you understand all of that, the analysis of that, the more options you have to be able to increase how much you earn. For example, how can I add more value doing what I'm doing right now? If I add more value, then I'm able to make more money. Because really, money is paid in exchange for value, not time, value. Add more value in life, add more value at work, you will make more money. Maybe not tomorrow, but it will definitely follow through, and follow through into the future, okay? So that is the analysis section. The next section is about D, decide on a plan going forward. It's all well and good knowing what you can and can't do, having all of the strategies. Unless you follow through on it, unless you commit, it's all a waste of time. We all know situations in our life when we came up with all these incredible ideas, but we never followed through. This is so important, if not the most important area we need to take action on what it is that we know is important so once you come up with the various ideas and you come up with your plan commit decide remove all the other options and commit to what it is that you want to do follow through and consistently not just this month not just next month but each month until you get it is you get what it is that you want this is so important so this is all about from all of the things you've looked at, commit to what it is specifically you want and consistently, not just this month, but ongoing. All right? Wanted to repeat that because it is so important and neglected by so many people. But I know you're going to be different and I know you will commit and decide on what it is and follow through. So the next area is O, and it's all about taking advantage of the opportunity of making money from money. So essentially investing. You've got money and, the, and you wanna take advantage of the opportunity, because that's what it is, an opportunity of making more money from that money. Now if you don't invest, you may be able to get to a place of financial security, financial comfort, okay? If an accident happens, an issue happens within your family, 
you will be able to look after it. You'll have a bit of room to move if problems happen. That's good. But if you truly want to be financially free, it is very difficult to get there without investing. And that's because you need to have a strong return in which to build your money and take advantage of compounding to build it up to the number that is that will give you that financial freedom. So if you take nothing else away from this video, take this. If you're sitting there thinking, I'm worried or I got burnt in the past around this area, I encourage you to educate yourself, get confident in this area, and once you are, once you feel strong enough to be able to do something in this area, to invest your money and to do well in this area, okay? It doesn't have to be complicated. Don't get caught up in all these complicated, crazy schemes. Go for something that is simple, that you understand, that you know, may not have the highest return advertised, but it's something that you know you're confident about, all right? Now, this is an investment advice. I encourage you to go out, do your own research and decide what is important and what is right for you, okay? Some key things I'm gonna recommend around this. There's a lot I could talk about, but some key things I wanna encourage you to think about. The first is to take an evergreen approach. This is what I, what I like to call it. So if you think about trees, what is an evergreen tree? It's a tree that is green throughout all of the seasons. And so what I mean by that is you want to take an approach that irrespective of what's going on in the market, whether the market is up or down or it's inflationary or deflationary or you don't even know what, what's going on in the economy because it's not your forte. If you've got an approach that does well regardless of what situation we're in, then that is a strong place to be. Because if you're somebody that doesn't find yourself excited in this area, you don't wanna be following the market, reading all the financial times and all of these various things to stay in the loop and constantly worry whether what you've got is gonna go up or down. If you take an evergreen approach and you invest in something that you know will do well in the medium to long term, regardless of what situation we're in, then you're gonna be in a much more confident place and you're not gonna to have to worry and keep checking everything. Now that might be easier said than done, but at least now you've got a, a framework to work towards, something to think about, to think, well, does that fit that? Am I gonna, you know, I'm looking at this particular approach. Is this gonna move up and down? Am I gonna to have to constantly watch this? What happens next year or in five years time? What then? Think about it from that perspective. And if it starts to flag alarm bells, then you can start to think, well, is this right for me? Okay, make sense? The other piece I want to talk through is to find a source of information in this area. This is super, super important. There's a lot of stuff out there, but a lot of it is rubbish, let's be honest. And that's the same with all areas. Let's take fitness. Everybody's got a view on fitness, right? Your mum, your friend, your, your mate at work, okay? Everybody's got a view on fitness. Now, are all of those people equally believable? Should they, are they equally warranted to be able to give that kind of advice? Some of those people could be extremely healthy and be the archetype of someone that is very healthy and, and knows exactly what to do to be healthy. 
other people that you know may be less healthy, may eat not well, may not do much exercise. And yet, often we still take advice from these people. So be careful of where you're getting advice from, your information from. So think about people in your life, the source of information, people that you know, or the information you can get, the people that are giving you that information, and think about how believable is that information. And there's two things that really make that up. One, how much do you trust them? Okay, so they may be telling the right thing, but they may not be telling you the full truth. Now, a good way to think about this is, what is their intention? Are they telling you that to sell you something? Do they, do they make money off you doing a particular decision? Well, that should be a big alarm bell to think, well, are they necessarily telling me the truth? Or are they telling me something just to encourage me to buy it? Should be a big warning sign. And the second one is respect. So you may believe they're telling you the truth. You're like, yep, yeah, you know, their integrity is unparalleled. They're definitely telling the truth. But then do they know what they're talking about? A lot of people have a view on this subject, but are they qualified to tell, it, tell you that information? So think about it. Are they wealthy themselves? Have they made recent strong financial decisions? What information are they basing that information that they're giving you? Okay, those kind of questions. So these two things, how believable are they based on the respect and trust you see in them? Once you get a source of information or sources of information that have a high believability, you believe them strongly, then you can start to rely on that information and you can start to apply that information confidently. And the more confident you are in applying information, the more likely you are able to follow through and be strong in the outcome of taking those actions on that information. Make sense? Okay, so make sure you invest, make sure you're invested, take an evergreen approach, okay, if you're new to this, and find sources of information that have a high believability and you'll be in a much stronger position. Okay, last step to the seven steps is X for export. Export all of this information from your conscious to your subconscious within us. And we do this because if we're spending all of this time thinking and working out what it is we need to do, where we are, where we want to get to, how we're going to get there, that's going to take a lot of our time, a lot of our focus, a lot of our energy. So the more we can take all of this information and put it into our subconscious, the better we are able to work autonomously towards what it is that we want, rather than spending all that time and energy, consciously having to do it. Now there's a couple of ways we can do that, one of which we can automate. So if you think about what it is, all of the information we've gone through and all the information you need to do to get financial success, there'll be a whole load of things you've looked at. But when you reduce it down, there'll be there'll just be a few simple steps that you'll actually need to do on a regular basis. So there's a lot of things you might need to know and understand, but it's just a few things you need to be able to do consistently to get there, guaranteed. So you first need to understand what those steps are, right? It might be a little bit confusing, it just takes a bit of time, go through and say, what is it? What are those steps? And reduce it down to the least steps possible, okay? So simplify. Then once you've got those steps, then think, well, of those steps, what do I need to do? 
or what can somebody else do? How can I outsource it to somebody else? Uh, you know, is it somebody that, that supports me, an assistant, somebody within my work? Is it somebody within a, um, the bank that I work with, somebody else, a friend, whatever? So I don't have to do it. And then the other piece is automate. What can be done automatically? Like setting a direct debit instead of paying something manually each month, it's direct debit. It's done automatically without us having to think about it. We've worked out what the number is and it just happens automatically. Make sense? And from that, you can take something that can feel quite complicated and quite overwhelming and reduce it down into something very simple and easy to follow. And after, after that, there is no reason why you can have a plan that you're confident in, that you know you're gonna become financially free through, and all it takes is an hour or two a month to make sure um, you're following the plan and you're staying on track. And once every, say, six months, you spend an hour or two making sure your investments are on track. That's it. If you're spending any more time than that, really, it's unnecessary. And often, it can be counterproductive because what it's doing is it's making us look to try and change and over overdo the process. The secret is to do the simple stuff well and consistently rather than spending a lot of time doing more things that don't necessarily work. Make sense? So there you have it, the seven steps. P, position, what is your current financial position? A, what is your ambition in life and financially? R, what are the rules that you need to follow to get what it is that you want? A, analyze your spending and income to get a much stronger view of where you are and how you can improve your situation and improve your plan. D, decide on a plan going forward and commit to it consistently. O, take advantage of the opportunity of making money from money to accelerate your plan all the way up to financial freedom. And then X, finally, export all of this information from your conscious to your subconscious to make the process simple and easy to follow. That's it, that's all you need to do and I guarantee you that will allow you achieve financial freedom. Now there is a bonus step that I always like to go through because I think it is so powerful and very helpful to get those quick wins early on. And that is once we've done this process and we understand what it is we ultimately want and we're following it, we're following the plan we know to get there. What we can do is we can just stay following that plan. We're plugging away, we're staying consistently following that plan and we know we're gonna ultimately get, get what it is that we want. Now, separate to that, while still following this, we look at what it is that we ultimately want. So we look at that, and then we look at where we are right now. And then we see the gap there, the difference. Now, there'll be some things in our ultimate life that we can already do right now that we're not doing. So we start doing those things. So long as it doesn't affect this plan. So what are the kind of things that we can start to put into place within our own life right now to make it look more like what we ultimately want our life to look like. You'd be surprised. Some of these things are very simple to do. It just takes a slight change in how we see the world or a few different things in how we live our life, the people we hang out with, the things within our life, okay? So start to make our life more like what it is that we ultimately want while following this plan. And then in addition, we can then start to think, well, we can start to look at all the other things and start to think, well, 
okay, well, what things could I work on and work towards to make my life start to look more like it? In addition to the financial plan. Now, this is so important because this is what a lot of people end up doing. They put together a plan, they start to follow it, and then they realize there's other things going on that are important to us. So what we do is we drop that and we then pursue something else. And what happens is while we're doing that, we neglect this original plan. We start doing that for a while and then we realize that and then we neglect this, we drop this, we go back to the original plan to bring it back to where we want it to be, only for this to then be neglected. And we tend to then flip between the two, never really getting either, getting frustrated and disappointed. So this is very important. Whatever plan you put together, make sure you stay true to it and you follow it regardless of what other things come up in your life. This is so fundamental because if you don't, all of this time and energy you spent working on this, building it to know it's right and all the progress towards it, all melts away if we let it go, okay? So on that note, I'll leave it there. We have the seven steps and this amazing bonus step to accelerate this, our situation and make it even more like what we ultimately want. I hope that was helpful. I hope that was beneficial. If you did find it beneficial, please let me know. Direct message me. Feel free to share some incredible things in the comments. Also, if there's any other questions, questions that have come up from this you want me to answer, more than happy to do that. Put it in the comments and I'll do that. If it's a topic for a future video you want me to approach, again, chuck it in the comments. I'm more than happy to, to do that and incorporate it into future videos. Again, if you, want, if you want to give me feedback, things you'd like to see me do differently, do better, I'd love to hear that too. And if you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, share this content with those that you think would benefit from it. It would do me an absolute honor to feel that this message is going out to even more people. So on that note, I'll leave you and say goodbye. Thanks.